This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Yeah, <laughs> it's your man K.I. from bed and we got another amazing podcast today for you. This is Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And because we're honoring the social distances, distancing because of the coronavirus, as we all know, we ain't in our big old bed no more. We in our own beds individually, right? Because we want right. to do great things, right? Right. So, so we got A. Devon up in the giant. Miss A. Devon. What's good, A. Oh, my gosh. So. I'm sorry, blessed and highly favored. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, well, oh, go ahead, <laughs> Leon, with yourself. Um, <laughs> Avis, welcome back. We hadn't, you hadn't done a podcast with us for a minute. We're glad uh-huh. to have you back in the building. I, I just want to say how excited I am to have Avis back with us. Yes, oh, Avis yes. is uh, oh, one of my, oh, thank you, baby. One of my oh. favorite, yeah, special yes. place in my heart, man. Remember the first time oh, I did so the podcast. Yeah. Co-host. Yes. So, okay, so we got Bree bringing the tea. Bree, what up? Yes. Hey. Ah. How are we? How was your week? It was all right. Pretty boring. <laughs> I know, right? You did? Did you get? Um, did you get your baby back? Oh, uh, my dog. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. <laughs> and of course, look, King Kong ain't got nothing on brother Leon. Welcome back, brother Leon. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. All right. What did you look? When you gonna play something on them guitars for us back there? We yes. Yeah. Looking like props. We want to see when you gonna drop something on us. Yeah, be no. I, I'll play something right now if I, y'all want. It. Like word. Come yeah. on. Hold on. Let me just intro Big O. Right, right. No, and then you can drop something on us one more. Yo um, yo yo. There he is, Big O. What's good with you? Uh, yo, just trying to keep my head down and weather the storm like everybody else, man. Just trying to keep, yes. keep the prayers and the hopes and the good feelings up because it's a crazy time that we're going through. It really is. But you know what? We're here. You talk about a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. I feel good knowing that everyone is here, alive on arrival, inside of health, love, and understanding. And we're going to keep building on that, right? Yes, sir. That's the synergy. That's a that's a feel-good story right there. We have about five or six souls that are still here, live, viable, pumping through the airwaves. So um, with that said, uh, Leon, you going to drop something on us? So you want to you, you do, do it now? Hit us later? Give me a second. Keep going, though. All right. Yeah. So um, while we wait on that, uh, what's what's going to be our topic today, Big O? All right, the topic for today, which is a very hot one. I'm glad we got Miss A Divine and Bree with the T, because I know y'all gonna come with some fire today. But um, Ow. the topic today yeah. is is love versus the idea of being in love. Okay. So we what we want to discuss is what is love versus being in love, right? Or the idea of being love. How do you know the difference? Do we have a feel good story for the day though to give to folks? Yeah, or have we already did it. We got one. Yeah, you ready? Right, just everybody. Yeah, yeah. Go you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go with the feel good story today. Um this one comes out of New York and the UK, but I, but I assume that it's going to become a trend across uh nationwide and internationally. Hotels are opening up free rooms to healthcare workers battling the coronavirus outbreak. 
Man, right? yeah, I man. was about to. <laughs> I was like, "What? I'm about to go get me a room." And you said, nah. and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Okay, okay, yeah, yeah you're right. They deserve it." <laughs> no, so as as a means of caring for the um, hospital staffers in New York and the UK currently battling the novel coronavirus outbreak, these hotels are offering up free accommodations during the coming weeks. Mm. All right. Ty Warner, the chairman of the company which owns the Four Seasons in Midtown Manhattan, announced this week that he would be opening up the five-star hotel um, to the state for complimentary use. Warner says he was inspired to volunteer the free rooms after hearing uh, one of Governor Cuomo's calls to action this week. He said, many of... Many of those working in New York have to travel long distances to and from their homes after putting in 18-hour days, Warner said in the statement. They need a place close to work where they can rest and regenerate. I heard Governor Cuomo's call to action during one of his press conferences, and there was no other option for us but to do whatever we could do to help. Mm. I thought that was really awesome. Mm. So big up to Ty Warner, um, one of the chairman of the Four Season uh, Hotel. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, man. Right. That's all, amazing. We we literally are all in this together, aren't we? We have to be. Literally. Yeah, literally. We don't have a choice now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I so all of these isms that we've been battling and fighting over, and once mm-hmm. this clears, hopefully this will clear an even brighter path to us to eliminate some of these different isms that we have going around that we thought were all important. Now we realize they ain't important at all. Right. right. Definitely. Yes. So, right. Um, so yeah, we can ready to jump in. Um, Brother Leon, you going to drop something or what, what should we do? We should wait for you or? Now nah, we're we going to keep it rolling. Out. Boom. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Keep it going. <laughs> nah, <laughs> oh, come on. Do your thing. Yes. Come on, give us a rendition. Uh, a rendition. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. Uh, let's see. Uh, just, I'll just play mm-hmm. around. Oh, that's better. What's up. Uh, wow. 
Thank he you. was all right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beginning. This is the beginning, Leon. This is, we got to have our own air feud. You know, this is the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> they would be like, yo, so when did it, when did it start? Well, right. You know, <laughs> air, right. And then Owen, instead of picking me up like everybody else was, like, <laughs> I love it. We behind the podcast years later. That's what we're going to do. We got our own little. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, brother Leon. Big up. Yeah. To you. I appreciate you. So big O, let's get in. Let's, let's, let's all right. Let's talk about, about it. Love versus idea yes. of being in love. I want to uh, go ahead and get the ladies come on. Uh, perspective on this one. I've been waiting to get to this topic for a while. Yes. Come on. Bring it. Who want Which one of you? Love I know. Love? I know Brie got something to say. You know, I got to say <laughs> Bring it, Brie. Um, honestly, I, I love this topic because too many times people get the idea of being in love and loving someone mm-hmm. confused. You know, mm-hmm. like there's two different things of loving someone and being in love. Like I've always one thing like my, my mom, my dad, my, my relatives or whatever. We always tell each other, like, I love you, but I don't like you right now. You know, and that means a lot because my love for you has never changed. It's never going to change. But as a person, I'm not feeling you right now. You know, mm-hmm. so like I think mm-hmm. when I think about that, I think about being in love. I think about my ex. I love him to death. But as of right now, I wouldn't say that I'm in love with him. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because of like the actions and stuff like you, you get that love in the beginning when you're like in a partnership and stuff. But that can change you know being in love with someone that can change however my love for you won't you know like Mm. my love for you won't me being in Mm -hmm. love with you will change and that at some point you can lose it it can amplify it's up to how we interact with each other but regardless of whether we're in the relationship or not I'm still gonna have some kind of love for you so if you get hit by a bus I'm not just gonna be like well I don't I'm not in love with him no more so I ain't going to his hospital like no I'm gonna go to your hospital and make sure that you're good that's a that's a very strong uh, example there, Bruce. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very dramatic there. Miss like, <laughs> like, A. Devine. Wow, I, I kind of agree with Brianna, but first let me just uh, send out a prayer that all of our, our higher selves is honored during this moment inside of this Absolutely. project, this journey, and thank God for mm-hmm. the spirit work watching over us and guiding us and assisting us inside of this amazing journey. Thank you. So I agree with the whole Bob Marley. Is this love? Is this love? Is this Mm -hmm. love that I'm feeling? The whole thing for for me, I I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to come from a family who not just expressed love, but showed it through actions. Mm -hmm. And um, I totally agree with what you said about being in love. But my whole thing is when people say they are no longer in love with somebody, I I can't comprehend what that feels like. I I can't even imagine because how do you just give that away? Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, I I think for me, I've been blessed. I'm I'm kind of like a liquid love. I think I infused that inside of my being anyway. Like when I was speaking to Anna yesterday, it probably threw her off because we was just making sure I had everything situated with the uh, Zoom app. But in the end, I said to her, I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, don't, I don't have a limit on how soon I need to know you, you know, right. how soon we have this relationship in order to love you. Because I think that's just who I am naturally. Absolutely. And anybody that's in my soul space, if we're already connected through the soul, that means we're connected through the heart, which means I love you. Right. right. Amen. Right. Yep. Yep. 
So, yeah, I think it's the whole being in love where we have the whole fairy tale reality or non-reality of, you know, the expectations and to perceptions of what we think it should look like. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm realizing that, you know, it's, it's a fairy tale for, for women. I, I kind of feel bad for them because they've been raised to, you know, when they're teenagers, they already have the collages situated, what the wedding day is going to look like. You know, the gown and won't even let the man be involved in the situation because they look at it so much as their day mm-hmm. of being in love and representing themselves on this day. I kind of feel bad for the men. Do you do you love the man or just the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that before, where sometimes, you know, people that have that they, they want they want the wedding. They don't necessarily want the marriage. But going back to the topic at hand, and, and I like how both you, Bree, and uh, A. Divine put it put it together. So one of the things I, I want to bring to to light is that I think I think both being in love and love are very real. And I think they just have their own very distinctions. And how do you know which one is which? And Bree, like Bree was saying, she grew up with her family. They had a term where I love you, but I'm going. I'm not feeling you right now. So that's love, right? Mm-hmm. And, and being in love, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as as I am, big old giving you mo. Come on. Um, I'm going to a, a website that I, I wanted to pull up. Uh, the website is called a conscious rethink. dot com, mm-hmm. and the, the the article is about love versus being in love, and they talk about some of the differences. You can have both, but let's let's break down some of the key differences. One, one is infatuation versus commitment. So infatuation is what they consider being in love, where you felt it as infatuation. That's in the early days where you can't get enough of the person and you want to be with them all the time and you miss them. That's being in love. And those are great qualities that make you happy being around them. But being in love and having love are are very different, right? That's the commitment Mm -hmm. aspect. Like when, like, like Bree said, we're family. We're committed to one another. I mm-hmm. love you, but I don't like you right now. And so in terms of a relationship, it's like, I'm not infatuated with you anymore, but I love you. So that commitment is where that's going to keep me there, right? Right. Um, right. The second one is like uh, ownership versus growth. And being in love, they feel like I own, you know, the infatuation stage can be all consuming. I own this person, mm-hmm. right? I, I want everything... Uh, everything about them is a, is something that I want to be mine, right? You're desperate to be around them. You want to know everything about them. You want to take ownership. That jealousy that we talked about mm-hmm. in several several podcasts ago. Yeah. That possessiveness. Nice. That's where being in love. Yeah. Yep. But as that fades, right? As that feeling of ownership fades, you learn to appreciate the person, and you learn to appreciate their growth and their progress. <clears throat> and that's Hopefully. where they talk. Yeah, it's true. Hopefully. Not always. <laughs> Hopefully. And so, we, go ahead, go ahead. no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. As I was gonna say, we've all had both of those realities, both of those experiences, where you meet someone, maybe it's early on in the dating stage, and you're just like, "Wow, I'm really, 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 really excited to be around this person as much as possible." But as time goes on, that eventually fades, right? So you can't. Some people they keep chasing that feeling. They keep chasing that early stage one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship because they just want to they feel like, oh, if the butterflies have left, then I'm not in love with you anymore. And it's different. It's like like the butterflies don't always have to be there to be in love. That's where the commitment and the long term 
and the growth as you see the growth of this person and, and things of that nature. Right. And see, when you talk about the, the ownership, that's, it's, it's more control. Like that whole saying, like, I, I think it's love for some people when they say happy wife, happy life. And my whole thing is <laughs> that's, 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 that's love where you're trying to control the husband into giving you what you need mm-hmm. or right. what you because for me, that statement, it, it means a lot when females say that to me, it kind of bothers me. So the man shouldn't be happy because the reality is um, if you love somebody, you should already be happy with yourself. So mm-hmm. to, to put that whole statement out, well, happy wife, happy life. So what, what does that really mean? That See, that's another way of controlling. So when somebody wants to own everything you do, you know, you can't go nowhere without this person, you know, that's kind of that's kind of bothering. That bothers me right. when I hear say that. Because it's not really love. You, you know, you can't have a possession as a human being. Mm-hmm. That, that person into a possession, which means you are now wanting to control every aspect of that person's life. So that, mm-hmm. I, that's not love. Now, I just want to give you all a quick story. Because I think love and being in love, even if you separate, can be together. My parents, when I was five years old, they broke up. Mm-hmm. But they never divorced each other. Mm-hmm. My dad had a job as a butcher where he collected, you know, he paid taxes. My mom was a barmaid. Around 10 years ago, maybe I asked my dad, why is it that you guys never divorced? And this is how I know they loved each other and were still kind of being in love with each other. Because my dad said, well, eventually, baby, we was going to get old. And I wanted your mom to be able to collect my Social Security benefits. Wow. See, that's still being in love, I think, with somebody. I think you can have both. And when I saw that, I always wanted to have that with my children's father. I would always say, even if we broke up, I want that. Mm. I want us to the type of relationship that even though you are no longer together, you still love each other. Like, because mm-hmm. for me, again, go away. But most people can't get past the breakup to even determine what that even looks like. But I've always wanted to have that because I felt they was a blueprint of what a relationship looks like even after the breakup. Mm. Right. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. So we carry that all the time, me and my siblings, because it's such a beautiful story. But the mm-hmm. one thing my mother always instilled in us, instilled in us, is because we loved each other as siblings. Whenever we went to my mom for something, her whole thing was no matter what it was, the argument, if you was crying, tearful, she would always say, Well, that's your brother and that's your sister. See, and it's even deeper than love because she was really showing us unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And what. Mm-hmm. Look like inside of our siblings. So, so again, I'm just so grateful that I got to see it through my parents' eyes what love actually really looks like. You know, that's awesome. You you, yeah. you were going to say something, Leon. You were going to insert something. Yeah, I, I'd like to uh, advance this point. Um, I think we often because Bree started off really with mm-hmm. you know uh, the idea that people actually confuse you know love and being in love, and then Owen kind of like uh, um, brought up infatuation and I think that oftentimes because I actually don't believe in being in love and not to knock your parents uh sure a but conversation reality is I think your father just truly deeply loves your mother that's kind of how I would view that action of I'm gonna make sure he's taken care of like that is because you know to me I'm quite sure you've heard this love is an action verb it's a verb not a natural Yes, you yes. You love by showing, by doing. So yes. to be in love is a farce. To me, I think it's fantastical. However, 
infatuation is very real. And I looked it up. And I was looking at, you know, because Olin mentioned uh, about the sort of like, sort of like people kind of like looking for that 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 new high. I mean, truly, it, exactly what it does. Like I'm, I pulled up from a site, uh, Dream World Health, and it, it says that you know, infatuation triggers a chemical reaction in your brain similar to that similar to that triggered by addictive drugs like heroin and methamphetamine. Mm. So when you think about people who who are serial daters or serial monogamous, if you will, and, and they're looking <laughs> for that new high, like, right? Exactly what's happening. Like they're like, oh, like. I I was dating this well I guess you can call it dating whatever this young uh, young lady and re- like like recently she we had hung out and then she sent me a uh, text and she was like um, uh, I guess our our relationship is more platonic or something to that effect and she was like I I you know I I don't feel the uh, what did she say I think she said butterflies or 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 something to that effect and it got me thinking about how some people so many people confuse the start of a relationship or something that's really fruitful and beneficial with feeling that infatuation. Like if I don't feel that infatuation, if I don't get that chemical response, then it ain't real. And I'm like, well, that's really just to kind of like, to me, I I look at that particular part of how people interact, kind of like nature ensuring that Mm -hmm. people get together to procreate because the spark have that sort of, um, that that sort of chemical reaction to feel that attraction to to even get to the point of wanting to connect right and sure. so people kind of confuse that that very chemical very base human um necessity and they equate that with oh well if i don't feel that then then it ain't real but then you mm-hmm. look at people who don't really go through all that like real connection because they actually take the time to get to know each other and they kind of get past that whole initial chemical phase so right right being in love so so real quick real quick Bree. let me just insert this so this is uh talk it over talk it over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed big o uh let the listener who just joined us know what the topic is today right now we're knocking around the concept of love versus the idea of being in love which one is which how do you know which one you're feeling and what are the key differences? There it is. All right, Miss yes. Brie, do you think? Just to piggyback, Leon, off of what you were saying, I, I agree a thousand percent. I think honestly, it co- it starts from young and at home. And you know, like and us not really sometimes we don't learn the definition of love and the actions behind love, minus the, you know, the sensual, the infatuation and stuff, you know, like just the simple, listen, I'm going to ride for you because you're my best friend. Like I'm going to be there for you because you're my niece, you're my aunt, you're my cousin, you're my whatever. When we start to learn that love, then it becomes easier for us when we're older and we're engaging in a partner and like, listen, yeah, we have our rough moments and we're past the honeymoon phase, but I love you. And I know that looks like it's not always going to be glitter and gold. You know, like I know that love looks like Sometimes it's going to be rough and sometimes it's going to be rain, but that's fine. There will be sunny days, you know, like, and I think, again, from younger. Real love isn't cute. Real love isn't cute at all. Exactly. Very messy, very dirty. You know what I'm saying? It's not glamorous. Can I ask you all all a question? Do you think or, or what role do you think the Hollywood narrative 
played. So I was about to say that the idea of being in love is, yeah, I, I think the idea of being in love is just the 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 way that Hollywood kind of kind of like capitalized off of it. Yes. But before that, just a way yeah. to monetize um, getting people to feel this so that they can buy into that this very mm-hmm. false reality. You know, and yes. like Avis was saying, Hollywood right. will paint the picture for females that we have to prepare to be the wife and get married and stuff. But on the flip side, for for males, it's like be the player until you get older. You know, like <laughs> and have a lot of girlfriends and stuff. You know, and then versus like you see us on TV. What's, what's wrong with having a lot of girlfriends, Bree? I mean, no, it's fine. What's, what's wrong but, with having a lot but of let girlfriends? It be evil for us too. You know, like, my thing is, listen, my grandmother told me when I was like maybe 12, 13, I swore I was in love, right? I was like, uh-huh. no, I really love you. She's like, no, you don't. You need to go out. You need to talk to a bunch of different boys. You need, and I was like, Grandma, I'm not a hoe. I'm not going to be a hoe. She's like, that's not hoe. That's you learning. You have to learn what mm. it is that you like about yourself, one, and that you like about other people. Like I you like your anywhere. grandma. I was about yeah, to say the same thing. Uh, I like your grandmama. Like, what was I had your grandma growing up? <laughs> like, honestly, like, I think about it now, and well, I even tell my, my ex the same thing. I'm like, listen, your first real relationship was me. You have to realize and explore other females and other women and stuff before you can really say, you know what, this is what I want this is what I know I'm really truly attracted to because you don't know anything else. You know, like, so right now this time is for you to learn and develop and mingle and have your fun. Go ahead and do that because you're not going to really find the person that you want to settle down with if you're just jumping into anyone. Like, oh yeah, I, I love you. I, we can make this right. We're going to figure it out. No. So let me <laughs> let me say this. This is uh, something I thought of when I was talking was that I think one of the key differences in how you should know, being in love is something that you can easily be out of. You can Absolutely. fall in love you and you can fall, fall out of it. Fall out of it. Right. Exactly. But having having love for someone, that never changes. Yeah. That, that doesn't go anywhere. That's like what, what Miss A. Divine was saying her parents had, right? So right. The, the in love phase may have come and gone. It may return. It may go again. But the, the, her father always had love for her mom. And it was like, that's not going anywhere. Regardless if we're together or not, that's not going anywhere. And so I think that's one of the, and, and that comes like, like Bree was just saying, that comes with growth, that comes with experience. Like mm-hmm. I can honestly say, you know, yeah, I've been in love multiple times and I still have love for that person, but that person and I are no longer together. I'm no longer in love with that person. You know what I'm saying? Right. And more to the case, I am no longer the person I was when I was in that relationship. And so mm-hmm. there comes the growth with it, the growth factor. Yep. Not, can I insert something? Can I say something here? Um, you know, just just listening to what everybody has to say. I mean, it's, I, you know, it, I couldn't couldn't uh, agree more. I'll just say this. Um, I, you know, our in order to to love uh, or or to know the difference, I think um, a lot of that has to do with our first love affair. And our first love affair is with, you know, comes from our mother. Mm. That's the true, Mm. that's the first true love affair, right? That's the first true understanding of what love is uh, holistically and just purely. Mm. And, and, And if we're able to cultivate and nurture that type of loving uh, relationship um, that is that is holistic and and pure into 
uh, uh, culminate that into a physical exchange with with other human beings, then I think we're on to something. You know, it's very difficult for people to be in love, the thought of love, infatuation, or any of those things if they cannot um, or have not been able to have uh, the first true love affair, and that's with their mothers. And I I think especially for males, I'm not a female, yes. so I don't know. I don't know that 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 true um, connection. But I know for me, definitely my first love uh, affair um, was with my mother. Right. And so I think we. I think they begin there. Um, a lot. Yeah. A lot of the dysfunction, you know, that I see today. Um, is built around that lack of connection and lack of love for a mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so no man or no male can, can, can sustain or even have a relationship until he's able to have that one with his mother. I mm-hmm. that's why, and that's why God is a woman. Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt. No, no, no doubt about it. No, yeah. like I have no doubt about that, you know, and, and I struggled, you know, I'd be very honest with you. Um, uh, you know, I struggle with that dynamic with my own mom. Um, we, yeah, I mean, we loved each other, but it was very difficult for her to express it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really hard for me because I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. I right. love affection. I love words of affirmation. I love mm-hmm. the energy and action behind it. And although I know my mom loved me, she was unable to express it and convey it in a manner that was really cultivating and nurturing for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that reflected in my relationship. And, you know, so, and, and that's not a knock against her. You know, she did the best she, <laughs> she had, you know. But yeah, right. Wash my hands. I said, "Who over there following? Who over there following this, this, the coronavirus?" Washing their hands. Twenty seconds. Did you lather? Did you lather? I was rinsing out my cup so I can make more tea. Oh, okay. And check it out. Comes to some people in love, you know. Just think about the ones who, you know, who parents or even anybody in their family never even expressed that word to them. Yeah. Right. So, even really know what that looks like. Like my dad's, uh, his partner, she she's experienced that. Like she had a, a whole family from aunties to her parents to never even express that that word. And even mm-hmm. though she's been over 20 something years and we are in a fusion of love, I try to tell my family, sometimes she still doesn't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, even expressed mm-hmm. it to her. Sometimes hearing it doesn't really change anything because she's never experienced it even growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes we we don't even know what that looks like. We'll say it all day long. I it's love, you, I love foreign you. to her. But yeah, it, I, I think it can still be very foreign to a lot of people. Even when it comes to your parents saying, I'm proud of you, that's a form of love. Where you have children that parents never even said that to them inside of their journey of working really hard to even please their parents. And you have people who can't even say to their own children, I love you, which to me is kind of an expression. I mean, I'm proud of you, which is an expression of love. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have a lot of people yeah. out there that are even lost and even knowing what that even looks like or even to hear those words. And I feel bad for them. I really, really do. I don't know what that even feels like. Well, right. basically, yeah, going back to what Nas was saying, like your first and I take it a step even further, like your first relationship, regardless if it's your mom, 
it's always going your very first relationship social contract is going to yeah. be the one you had with your parents right. and, and talking about uh you know a podcast we did earlier where we're talking about the, the things that you learn as a young child uh, is basically how to basically what actions will be rewarded mm-hmm. and which actions oh. will be uh, not rewarded. And so I'm always going to follow the actions as much as I can, the ones that get me the reward that I want right. from, that, from that first right. relationship. Right. Um, right. But yeah, that, I think that's very important. We actually probably need to do something. Um, another topic on that, Nas, is, is just like what, what, uh, you know, how, how, what life lessons did you have to overcome from your parents? You know, I know yeah. we did something similar, but True. yeah, I think, yes. Right. Cause, um, honestly, cause like my mom and dad's relationship wasn't perfect. But one thing I can say is that I learned a lot about how a man should treat me based on how my father treated my mother, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. from the things that I didn't approve of or like, mm-hmm. you know, the, like their arguments and stuff that I witnessed. And I was like, man, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I still learned from those things, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know what? I didn't like how my dad spoke to my mother at that point, And I know it made me feel this way. So I'm not going to let a man do it to me because mm-hmm. I don't want to revisit that. You know, like, so like, like now I'm just saying that social contract unconsciously, you don't even realize sometimes that you learn a lot within your own personal love life from the actions between your parents and the things that you witnessed or overheard or, you know, like for example, divorce. Divorce has a major impact on children and their relationships when they get older. And that's because they, you know, like they're witnessing the the communication and stuff. Like a lot of times parents, once they get divorced, everything that was within that connection, within that relationship is gone now, you know? So now the friendship is gone. You and know, the children and, and the children may even think that the, the parents are getting divorced because of them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and now that creates a like a barrier, a defense mechanism. No, I don't want to love you this much. Yeah, you know, because my mom or my dad left each other when it's that hard. And what if it gets hard between us and you're gonna leave me and I'm gonna be hurt? It creates a whole whirlwind of never mind, I'm just not gonna go through it. Never mind. I'm just not going to deal with this. I'm not going to put this effort, you know, like, and that's just based off of something that we witnessed and went through as a child, you know, like, so that does have a major impact. And again, like I said, like, even with my my dad and his mother's relationship with my grandmother, it wasn't the best. But I know that from their interactions, there was things that my dad did better when he when he was with my mother, you know, because he was like, listen, I wish my mom would have did this with me, you know, like, or even interacting with us as kids. He was like, listen, I know my relationship with my mother wasn't the best. So now I have to make it that much more better with my kids and my family, you know? So, yeah. So, so big O, can, can we go back to something that you read from earlier? I think the the difference between, uh, infatuation, love, uh, um, the difference between love and being in love was. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one of the, yeah. Um, what um what everybody was sharing is just examples of of how difficult love can be, right? Um, but yeah, back to back to some of the differences between the two. Um, you know, being being in love oftentimes is about putting the other person first. You put their needs above yours, and they find that you lose yourself to to the relationship. This links to the feelings of infatuation because you feel like you'll do anything for them. You might find yourself like canceling plans because you want to hang out with them. Right. You start prioritizing them in ways that aren't 
always healthy, you know, you can. And so, and that's not, that's not what love is supposed to be, right? You got to honor yourself, as we said, over several, several different episodes, is that rather than sacrificing everything for a moment that with the person that you, you feel you're in love with, you, when you're comfortable knowing that things will be fine in your relationship, even if you focus on yourself, that's where you start to make that transition from being in love to actually just having that love, right? You're like, I don't necessarily need to prioritize every single second of my day to this other individual. I can trust that the connection we have is strong enough that I can focus on myself and better myself that, you know, we, that this connection and this relationship is still strong enough that they're going to be there even when they aren't the priority, you know, and that's, that's a very important stage. So is there a, so, so it sounds like, you know, the, the idea of love uh, versus uh, the notion of being in love, one really takes uh, a commitment to doing the soul work, right? Mm-hmm. And the soul work on self, loving self, knowing self, honoring self, so that that can be a reflection of what you share. Yeah, and not to other not people. to discount. Yeah, not to discount the. I don't want anybody that's listening to think that we're like putting any type of negative connotation oh, yeah, on the infatuation. Like that's a normal process. Like if you sure. feel that. Just know that that's what you're experiencing. And then just know that, hey, even though I am in love with this person at this stage, that does not necessarily mean that that's your forever love, right? You, this right. is the stage that you got to go through right. in order to get to that 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 growth stage, that stability stage, that non-prioritizing stage where you say, Nas, you can do the soul work and still have the commitment to the other mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I kind of think that um, when I think about the differences between uh, being in love and what, you know actually loving somebody, what comes to my mind from my experience is that in times past when I have been that person that was infatuated with, uh, with uh, my partner, um, I was not intentionally, but I was being very selfish. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wow. In what way, uh, Leon? Meaning... So, you know, because infatuation is uh, so chemical, right, you don't even realize that all these all these um, these chemical responses that are happening, you're not even associating how that person is making you feeling with it just being a chemical response. But because it becomes like a drug, you just want that that response again. You want that you drug. Start, you start, whether, whether we realize it or not, we don't even look at that partner as a human being, as a, another person. They're actually just providing a service in the sense, like as far as getting that 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 feeling again, that that very addictive, very drug-like uh, feeling. However, to me, I feel like when you love somebody, you're the one offering. You're you're thinking of it more of a of a position of service, right? Mm-hmm. You're not wanting them; you're wanting the best for them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there aren't peaks peaks and valleys, but it's like slow growth over time. Right. Because you're taking the time to get to know them. You're taking the time to actually understand who they are as a person. Right. And because you're doing all this, you never actually stop loving for them. Stop loving them. You never stop cheering for them, which means mm-hmm. you can't fall out of love with them because 
even if you're not together, you're like, yo, that was a being that I shared time and space with. Absolutely. You know? That's, that's, no doubt. No that's doubt. A, huh? That's so true. That's really, really true. That's part, that's part of our soul work. When we can resonate with a person and want the best for them, that's, that's yeah. how we're supposed to be with everybody, really, yes. that, that we encounter. But yeah. Olin, mm-hmm. I just want to know what you mentioned. Well, really, Kay, what you mentioned about having experience from your mom being the first person that showed you love. We really do need to have a topic on that because I had an issue with my dad growing up, even though he wasn't around. I felt he wasn't around enough for me Mm -hmm. to show me what I needed. And I walked around, you know, having this perception of rejection and abandonment, Mm -hmm. like for men that would come in my life with rejected. And, you know, because I had that perception, of course, that's what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, not realizing it was something that, uh, that was attached to my whole belief system and growing up without my father. So, yes, we really need to take a, a very closer look at how, how that can uh, relate to relationships or just your own well-being mm-hmm. inside of mm-hmm. uh, your, your parent. your fa- Well, for women, the father. And mm-hmm. for men, the mother that, that yeah. showed that, that first initial person that shows you what love really looks like. So that mm-hmm. would be a great time. I really feel, and, and maybe I'm a little, um, uh, what's the word, I'm really not insane, but like... I honestly feel like there should be like a um, like a subject in school for for uh, kids, um, probably in high school, uh, as it pertains to emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. how to deal with your feelings. This is separate from having a therapist too. Personally, yeah. I think well, that there should you, be- you know. So so one of the things um, we we go to school and we learn a lot of things from elementary, junior high to high school, and, and, if, and if some of us are lucky enough to go on to higher education. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that has not been taught as part of a curriculum is love, right. is relationships. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like how to cultivate and nurture relationships properly, which is why this, this podcast, this show, uh, I feel is so important personally, because mm-hmm. it's it's filling in or attempting to fill in that missing element that bonds us all together, right? So we go to school to get an education to do what, right? The idea is to be of greater service, but we can't be of greater service if we don't know how to form bonds and relationships. Honestly, that's what what the idea should be. I don't think that's what is... But it's not taught. It's not right. taught. So exactly. people don't know. It, it's well, like you know, nebulous, right? What so schools do, that what they do is they, um, in the curriculum, they'll say, okay, well, we're teaching this and it's, it's, um, it's including social emotional growth, you know, versus like actually creating a course of social exactly. emotional growth. You know, like there should be a direct course and not just saying, well, no. we're going to teach them how to color and coloring is going to enforce some kind of right. social emotional growth. No, right. forget that. Sit down and really teach them. You know, exactly. like, because right. we teach in, in, in daycare, we teach the uh, the babies, not you know, what sad is and what happy is, but we kind of cut that off after like maybe first grade. You know, like you notice they have the face charts and stuff and like, what color are you today? How are you feeling? But once they hit like second, third, fourth and fifth grade, all of that goes out the window. It's straight. Nope. You got to focus yes. on your academics, academics, you know, so I it agree. It needs to be a curriculum. It literally right. needs to be a curriculum that has its own, it's its, its own curriculum unto itself. And that goes in alignment with everything else that you're learning, right? Right. Economic development, social development, political development, 
there should also be a curriculum that specifically deals with um, cultivating and nurturing meaningful, lasting relationships. And, and the genesis of that all is love, right? right. So, self-love. I wanted to throw this in there. Uh, but before I did, 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 any, did I cut anybody off? Anybody no, something? no, go ahead, Big O. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, go ahead, Leon. I see you. Oh, you, you asked on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, no. Um, what I was, um, I was thinking about as you were saying that, Nas, was the fact that, you know, when we're in school, especially in junior high and high school, and this is going to touch on our previous podcast of Valentine's Day, there's this pressure to feel like somebody else values you, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we associate being in love, right? And finding a partner because that means that somebody else outside of you is saying that you are worthy and you are valuable. So there's a look at uh, you're trying to validate shifting our perspective, mm-hmm. of loving ourselves, and putting that on somebody else doing it, yeah. which is almost kind of like why like you grow into that sort of same pattern even after high school, college, and then you are looking and you're rushing since like it's a race. I got to get someone to be in love with so I can mm-hmm. be valued and other people are seeking validation. Oh. It's validate. more like a job application. Right, exactly. You're seeking exactly. seeking that validation and, and exactly. everybody goes through it until they learn, like Nas has already said, until they learn their self-worth. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through it until you learn your self-worth. I, uh, I want to say this and I'll, I'll leave it at this. I think going back to the topic at hand, being in love versus love itself right Uh and all this talk about curriculum in schools the way i want to simplify it is that i feel like being in love is easy right Mm -hmm. any any grade child any grade school child has had those feelings he's been in love multiple times in the course of one day maybe he was in love with his teacher and he was in love with the little girl that gave him some cookies and he was in love with (laughs) you know that's very easy that's very uh basic but having love and actually building love that's the hard part that's yeah. the difficult so, part look so on that note listen we could go on and on and on and uh and it's who, who's trying to get in on our time correct yeah <laughs> yes oh is always a to be continued um look uh, so once again, this is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. I want to thank my special guest, A Divine. Thank you for thank showing you up, A. Love you guys. Will you, will you come back and do another? She better. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Bree bringing the tea. What about you? Well, of course, you know, I'm here for life. Yeah, and my man, look. King Kong ain't got nothing on Leon. Thank you for Come on, Nick. Us. Come on, Nick. Hey, they don't know about that yet. Hey, they don't know about that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that beautiful medley. Um, also, of course, as you know, Big O bringing your, bringing your mo. Keep your yeah. no. As always, go follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Leave your comments. There you go. Look, I, w- I will close with saying this. I love you all. Thank you. May all your ups and downs be in bed. So I'll see you again. Slow motion. You've been listening to Can We Talk It Over? The only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.